Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. It's not a desert barrage. It's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington. Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. I'm your host, Greg Young. And uh, today, Adam, we are starting back up the uh, the Game After Recap podcast episodes. Uh, and Adam, we uh, we really picked an inspiring episode to, or uh, inspiring game to do this after, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it was a game, that's for sure. That, that, that they, they did technically play hockey last time I checked. It, it uh, It's crazy, you know, with about five minutes left in the second period, it looked like the Capitals were going to hold out for a win. Um, that seemed pretty important because it looked like Backstrom might be out after taking that dirty hit from Anders Lee in the first period. And uh, then all of a sudden, everything turned right on a dime. Yeah, it did. It did. And then I think that, so I guess let's start from the start, which is, I think in the first period, the Capitals looked a lot better. I tweeted that it's amazing that in a oddly or in a very poorly sounding tweet right now, but I tweeted, uh, it's uh, it's amazing what happens when the Capitals actually try. Um, and the first period, I thought they looked better. I mean, the shot share metrics weren't great, but I, they were on the power play a lot. I actually think for the first time in forever, their power play looks pretty good. Uh, I don't know, like kind of thoughts the start i think they looked a little more engaged at least at the start huh uh yeah i mean they looked a lot better than they did at the round robin they were moving their feet drawing penalties uh, it was a rough and tough uh you know physical game uh it, it was it was clear that there was just going to be a lot of after the whistle stuff and the islanders wanted to do that they wanted to muck it up and uh it it seemed like the capitals were happy to do it unfortunately uh Again, it, it came with a pretty high cost for Washington. It did. It did. Um, so I guess let's um, – so Backstrom gets hurt, and then the Capitals are, you know, stuck playing with three three centers, um, Neither, none of which I think actually looked particularly good, um, although I guess that happens when you play longer minutes. But I don't know. I, I, at least at the start, it seems like the Capitals' power play also – looked a little more engaged. I mean, they did not look that later in the game, but at least they got started kind of more promising in a more promising nature. But I don't know, I guess, Adam, about Backstrom, if he's out for any extended period of time, what does that kind of do to the Caps? Well, I mean, Backstrom's a linchpin of the team. I mean, I I, I don't know when Lars Eller is going to be cleared to play again by the National Hockey League, but without Eller and without Backstrom, it's hard to see the Capitals being able to really push through this. Uh, Connor McMichael uh, would obviously draw into the lineup you'd expect. Um, I, I don't think the Caps would have any choice but to go with a, a, a skilled player, and they'd have to insert him into the lineup. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think his skill set's probably best suited uh, for the Islanders for his debut. You know, he, he'd match up better to probably a quicker team um, rather than a more physical, uh, muck-it-up style of play. But, you know, it, the Caps are in a tough spot right now because they just don't have that sort of depth at center available to them. And yeah. it's 
you know, we, we've, we've seen how important the center position is. Just go back and look at the Stanley Cup playoffs in 2018. Baxter had a great playoffs. Um, Caps struggled a little bit with him out of the lineup, but were able to kind of grind it out, right? They, they ground out that win against Pittsburgh uh, in that decisive game six. And, you know, I, I don't know if they can win a series, a whole series grinding it out. I think that's a lot harder than winning a game or two. Yeah. Particularly against an Islanders team that, in many ways, is built to win exactly that way and is coached by a guy who knows how to win that kind of style of hockey. So that's going to be tough. Um, so, Adam, speaking of uh, positions where the Capitals don't have a lot of depth, um, the, uh, Braden Holpe uh, didn't look great and uh, I think pretty clearly was at fault on the third goal uh, where he misplayed the puck in the corner and didn't look great on the first goal, though it seems like there's a bit of a debate about whether that was an acceptable goal for Braden Holpe to give up. It obviously, probably clicked off Carlson's stick there. So I don't know. Kind of where are you at on Holpe and the Capitals goaltending right now? Uh, you know, the Capitals don't have any choice but to ride Holpe. Um, I don't think Vanacek's ready. Um, and the Capitals kind of made it clear they, they're going to ride Holpe by playing him, uh, you know, all but what, maybe, maybe a period or something like that during the exhibition games prior to the round robin. And um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think Carlson Stick got, got in front of that first goal. And it's just, that, that was the backbreaker to me, right? The Capitals were, were holding on to the game in, in solid control about to get through the second period. You can't give up goals like that. I mean, we talk about, you know, Freddie Anderson on Toronto and, and kind of that, that backbreaking goal he gave up when he just let the puck kind of squeak past him in the elimination game for Toronto. It was the same kind of goal. It was a momentum changer. Um, we, we saw another one of those in game seven last year where uh, Carolina had the kind of shorthanded goal where like, Hopi almost lifted himself up off the ice and the puck went under him. Hopi is a fantastic playoff proving goaltender, but he did not have a good regular season and did not look good uh, in the second half of this hockey game. Uh, the Capitals yeah. as a team were abysmal in the third period. Uh, they were deflated and they did not, they did not rally. You know, I'm sure it was a mix of, you know, Backstrom being out. Um, and, and I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of recover from that sort of emotional shock, especially when you don't have fans or anybody to like kind of pick you back up. Right. Uh, not that Capitals fans are. Notorious I was going to say, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if fans might've helped them there, but well, uh. maybe not. Uh, but I know watching it at home, I felt I felt deflated watching it. So that that's kind of, imagine how they felt playing it. You know, they felt like they were in firm control of the game and then a relatively soft shot from back, you know, at the edge of the outside edge of the circle kind of just, just breezes in. So, um, and, and that, you know, then the game was kind of completely, I didn't think there was really any chance of coming back after the Holpe flub goal as well. Oh so, yeah. Um, oh yeah. They look dead after that. And I mean, it's frustrating, too, because, yeah, there were three centers, yeah, but it just seemed like they stopped skating. I, like, and I'll give you an example of a player that was really frustrating, and it's a player I've praised on this podcast 18 million times, and that's Jacob Vrana. Like, on the on the fourth goal, like he was on that back track and just was not there, and cl- that was clearly his man, and he just missed it, and... Like you just look at that, and like you look at some of the contrast between a TJ Oshie or a Tom Wilson, who were say say what you will about the way they played, or obviously Oshie would be positive, but they were skating and they were 
moving the puck forward and doing that. But it seems like the Capitals had a decent amount of floaters, particularly in that third period. And I don't know, it was just, out of, at least for me, it was kind of just frustrating to watch. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard enough, you know, we're, we're taking time out of our work day to, you know, honestly, frankly, like watch a little bit of hockey when we can. And it when they just just kind of that that loss of fight is is frustrating to watch. Um, Verano's a guy that kind of looked out of sorts, though, not just in the in today's game, but I, I thought he looked out of sorts as well in the round robin phase. And you know, you mentioned earlier how the Caps' power play did look better to start the game. And I think it was obvious what kind of John Carlson brought back into the fold. Having him on the point, I think, made a big difference to have a real shooting threat up there. Um, but it it, it it is deflating to see a team that won the Stanley Cup ju- just you know two years ago not really put up a bunch of fight after they kind of went down and and had a of course a, a very deflating both injury and um and, and bad goals against okay all right well we, we've talked a lot of doom and gloom uh but this is ultimately game one so i let's let's spin it forward a little bit um adam what do the capitals say the Capitals look a little bit better in game two. What's the story of that? Like, how do you think the Capitals could turn this around? Uh, it, it's got to start from the top down. I mean, we've got to see Ovechkin and back, or, and uh, I guess Kuznetsov get on the board. Uh, TJ Oshie had a fantastic game one, um, yeah. scored two goals, saved another. Uh, he, he was without a doubt, the positive story of the game from a Washington standpoint. And, and John Carlson's return would be the other. But uh, if the Capitals win game two, the story will be that Ovechkin was able to to get on the score sheet. Um, as was mentioned a few times on the broadcast, he doesn't have any points officially in the playoffs because they do, did consider round robin the playoffs. And, uh, you know, this, this was the guy that was second on the team in points and obviously led the entire NHL in goals during uh, the cup run in 2018. And he was tied for the league-leading goals again this year. So, uh, and, and he would have had 50 if it hadn't been for the stoppage. So, it, it, Ovechkin's got a score for the Caps to win, as go Ovechkin, so do the Caps. Um, I still don't think the Islanders team is very good. Uh, so, no. Washington definitely has a chance to, <laughs> to still win this series, um, especially if we see some supplemental discipline for Lee or if um, Backstrom's injury is not uh, what I think it is. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'm 90% sure he's got concussion-like symptoms, and that's why he left the game after yeah. playing for a bit longer. And you know that, that that's it's incredibly unlikely that that he'll play if that was the case. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Backstrom has had, uh, and I think it was. I mean, I don't remember when the Rene Bork hit was, but I want to say I think that was like eight or nine years ago or something. Yeah, but I mean, Backstrom 2010s, yeah. 2010s, yeah, 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 okay, something like that. I actually was at that game, and I remember that hit. Uh, but, yeah, I I mean, I think I, I'm, I'm with you. I also, I'm curious to see what Todd Reardon does. Um, I, I I think you would agree with me that Michael Kempney did not look particularly good. Um, and so I'm going to be kind of curious to see whether they make any lineup switches that way, or maybe give Siegenthaler and Jensen a little more ice time, because I actually think they both looked okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, say that again. No, I didn't say anything. Okay, all right, but yeah, I I'll be I'll be interested to see kind of if those adjustments get made or not. And uh, really, I just like I want to see them have more fight in the third period. I think that they 
they got deflated. And I think one of the frustrating things I've had with Reardon, and I don't think I'm universal or in, or I'm alone in this either, is that it seems like Reardon, whenever isn't going to be the most fiery coach. And whenever the Capitals kind of get punched in the mouth a little, they didn't, they don't seem to respond the same way under Reardon. And I don't know, kind of curious. I know you've, you've voiced skepticism of Reardon in the past. Do you think, is this the kind of series you think he can kind of orchestrate a comeback with the Caps or is it just going to have to be a player led thing at this point? Uh, I mean, I think it's probably going to have to be a player led thing, to be honest. Uh, I mean, to, in defense of Todd and, and, and punching back, uh, they said it on the broadcast, the, the Capitals did lead the league in third period comebacks this year um, in terms of winning sure. games after trailing at some point in the third period. So, I mean, they, they, they have done it this year under Todd. I mean, I, I do remember numerous goals in the last couple minutes of the game. Um, how sustainable. San Jose game, obviously. Exactly. I mean, all, all this sorts yeah. of stuff they've sure. done. Um, you know, my, my concern with Todd is, is less – like, there's nothing a, a guy behind the bench can probably say after what happened right in front of you to get you refocused. Um, that's not something that you can do in-game. That might be, like, mental toughness and all that stuff. The the legs feed the wolf, all that kind of Barry Trot stuff that was successful in building that team and kind of getting that philosophy behind them. That, that's not something that you can do right in the middle of the playoffs. That has to happen well before. So if, if somehow the team has lost that since... Barry Trotz left, it, it's too late for that. Like, that's that you can't build something like that in, in the playoffs. In the moment, yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. when they go to the Naval Academy and do all that stuff, that's all stuff that you, you these guys have to do together well in advance uh, of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's, that's not something you just kind of magically put together. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that, we'll see how this goes. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I would say I'm looking forward to game two. Uh, I, I think that might be a bit of a lie, but, you know, here we're going to once more into the void. Here we go. Um, so, uh, Adam, uh, where can people find your stuff? Well, I'm on Twitter at StringHamA. Um, you guys should check You're me out on there. active on there, too. I have been more active on there. Um, really curious. I mean, the, the big thing will be what we see about Backstrom's health. Got to see um, if – somehow they took it was just precautionary and it wasn't a big deal or um I, I don't know it's 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 really tough to see the capitals being able to bounce back without him in the lineup but um if they can just extend the series then maybe he'll be back by the end so it's important yeah. to to win the next one don't go down to nothing although they did win the cup when they did that last time so that's true that's true that's true although i would not want to go down to nothing to a barry trotz coach team for a lot of reasons but they went down well, to nothing to a john tortorella coach team so i don't know exactly right i mean barry trotz has only advanced past the second round one time as well correct if i'm if i'm right so he is he's just yeah, like the capital i think you would be right actually about that yeah so uh yeah. all right well there we go all right so we're ending this on a more positive note so uh String him a for, for Adam and uh, you can find my stuff at uh, Greg Y underscore JR. And uh, we'll talk to you again um, after uh, game two.